Welcome to episode number 64 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. We're creating a global community around process safety and industries handling combustible dust. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney, and in today's episode, we're talking about combustible dust safety resources from the National Grain and Feed Association. To do that, we have on the call Jess McClure, Vice President of Safety and Regulatory Affairs at the NGFA. Jess, I want to say a big thank you for coming on the Dust Safety Science Podcast today and sharing your experience in this industry. Chris, uh, it's a pleasure to be here and appreciate the invitation. So Jess has over 12 years experience with NGFA as the, the Vice President of Safety and Regulatory Affairs. He's also Chairman at the Agricultural Safety and Health Council of America, ASHCA, and he's also involved in the NFPA, uh, some of the NFPA committees. So he has a, a deep knowledge of agricultural safety and combustible dust safety within these industries. I was actually initially connected with Jess through the Chemical Safety Board's Call to Action on Combustible Dust they did back in 2018. Uh, we shared a couple of phone calls there where he, he, he explained to me what NGFA does with its members within its industry in regards to combustible dust and some of the educational components that they do there. I really want to get that on the podcast and share those resources out for a couple of reasons. One, they're useful in them own so, their own selves, and we'll probably get into this, but the grain handling standard implemented as a partnership between NGFA and OSHA and some other groups uh, back in the late 80s, I believe, um, had a significant reduction in injuries and fatalities from grain dust explosions. So it's important for a tactical reason that way, but it's also important as a model of cooperation that can actually be used in other industries, or at least in my mind, in other industries to, to make them safer, to have this partnership, this cooperation between the regulators and between the industries and the associations that are involved there. So a lot of important topics. We actually have Jess presenting a keynote at the Digital Dust Safety Conference coming up, talking about the history of combustible dust safety within agriculture industries and the grain handling standard. We're also talking about the, the present and how they've um, continued to improve and continue to innovate in what they do today. This episode specifically, we're talking around what are the resources available through the National Grain and Feed Association and just giving some of that background there. So that's a bit of a longer introduction, but Jess, maybe a great place to start would be, what is the, the NGFA and what is your role within the association? Sure. So the National Grain and Feed Association, uh, we're a, a national trade association. Uh, we were established in 1896 and we're comprised of more than 1,050 member companies that operate more than 7,000 facilities and handle more than 70% of the U.S. grain and oil seed crop. Our membership encompasses all sectors of the industry, including country, terminal, and export grain elevators, commercial feed and feed ingredient manufacturers, biofuel producers, cash grain and feed merchants, end users of grain and grain products, including processors, flour millers, livestock and poultry integrators, along with commodity futures brokers and commission merchants. In addition, uh, we're affiliated with over 33 state and regional grain and feed associations, and Canadian and Mexican firms are also members of the association. My responsibilities as the VP of Safety and Regulatory Affairs, I'm responsible for directing and managing the association's wide-ranging operations programs for grain elevators, feed mills, and grain processing plants. This includes uh, overseeing our activities regarding employee safety and industrial health, environmental issues, grain handling, and facility and design equipment, in addition to grain inspection, weighing, uh, feed quality, and uh, facility security related issues. 
Yeah, thank you for the summary there of the the NGFA and, and your role within the association. You've been there a number of years now, so I'm sure you've seen a lot of, you know, things change within the industry and then a lot of things that, uh, you know, a lot of the, the improvements that have been done over time as well. What kind of educational and outreach activities has, has the National Grain and Feed Association completed with regards to combustible dust? Well, obviously, combustible dust is a, is a very important topic within our industry. Uh, we're, uh, as far as the, the grain handling industry go, goes within the United States, we're in a very unique position and we're the only industry that's regulated by a government agency. So federal OSHA regulates the amount of dust that's, uh, that's handled at uh, grain feed processing and milling facilities. And specifically for grain elevators, there's an actual, um, there's a certain amount that's uh, allowed within a certain area of that facility, specifically an eighth of an inch uh, within a uh, 25 foot uh, hazard area. So grain handling facilities, uh, according to the to the OSHA, uh, the federal OSHA standards, uh, they could be cited uh, if they have more than an eighth of an inch within that area. So as a result, uh, NGFA has been working since this standard was promulgated in 1988 to develop education and training material for those within the industry to make them aware of uh, essentially uh, what is and isn't allowed. And is the best, I would say, the best way, more specifically, the best way to not only comply with the standard, but also to reduce the hazard uh, within the facilities. Yeah, it's good to have both your eye on just compliance, but also improving safety. If you if you have one and not the other, then you you may have defeated the purpose a bit. It, exactly, and when it comes down to the actual involvement, uh, or I'm sorry, as far as like the actual training uh, material, we have a wide range of training material. And I would say specifically when the grain handling standard uh, was being developed. There was a lot of research uh, that the that uh, NGFA was involved with that uh, was utilized by by OSHA within the development of the standard. I mean, such as I was talking about, such as housekeeping, dust levels, ventilation, you know, hazardous uh, ignition areas, areas that could create sparks. I mean, ways to reduce the hazard. So. After the standard came out, the the uh, association and GFA worked on developing all kinds of training videos and had, um, uh, you know, as far as um, focusing on preventing fires and explosions, emergency planning. In addition, we've had uh, numerous conferences that uh, have focused on facility design, uh, ways to uh, basically improve to the design of facilities to modernize them, so to speak, in order to comply with the standard. And in addition, we've, we do numerous training programs just as a, as a refresher, so to speak, on what are the actual requirements of the standard and what they can be do and what can they do to, um, you know, help address this, such topic as not only just daily operations, but safety and health as well. Yeah, I didn't actually, I didn't have this in my, my notes for the, the show, but when you, you said something that jogged my, my memory, actually, with the, the support of research, you do see the NGFA listed as a partner for a lot of university research that's done, especially, you know, around the time when the Grand Handling Center came out, kind of the late 80s, the early 90s, uh, maybe late 70s. And I, I it just when you said that, I remember Dr. Rolf Eckhoff, he'd be the one of the leading researchers over the last say 50 years in combustible dust and just a couple of years ago i saw him present a video at 
a conference on full-scale grain elevator, grain silo explosions. So very large um, scale, 80 or 100 foot or 120 foot grain silos. Um, and you, you just can't go do that anywhere. You need to have very specific set of circumstances. So that, those were done in Norway. I believe, if I recall correctly, that that research was funded through um, a partnership with NGFA. And this this would have been back, I, th- I think, in the late 70s. But just when you said that about NGFA being involved in research activities, I want, want to highlight that a bit because I have seen that in my, my academic research as well. Sure. There was basically what it was is in the late 70s, there's a series of explosions at uh, a series of large explosions at grain handling facilities that really, I mean, was the impetus behind OSHA uh, working to develop the grain handling standard. And as a result, the NGFA developed a fire and explosion research council. And that was what the members within the organization created the council. And the entire point of it was to work on developing research to, you know, ways to to help mitigate the hazards that were causing those situ- causing those explosions. So, as you said, there was a Kansas State University at the time that was doing an annual dust explosion report that would uh, that would highlight the number of incidents and where they occurred and how they occurred. And then recently, Purdue University uh, took over that role of doing the annual dust explosion study where they identify the number of incidents that occur nationwide and the type of facility and if there's if any cause had been identified. So you're right. So some of the universities have been universities have been involved with that. And then the NGFA and the Fire Explosion Research Council was very involved in doing the research to help, you know, address the hazards to help focus on elevator design and retrofitting and so forth. Uh, to help facilities not only comply with the new standard, but you know, reduce the uh, reduce the chances of incidents occurring. Yeah, and I I appreciate that that work because uh, thinking back on it, there was a lot of research done that was supported through the association, and we we certainly follow the uh, both the work that was done previously out of Kansas State and being done at Purdue. Um, we cite and analyze and, and use that report information and. Actually, when I present um, at several conferences around the world, I'll show the the explosions per year in in grain elevators um, and agriculture industries from their from their data, and then show how how you had that kind of big uptick in the late seventies, um, and then a, a severe drop in severity in terms of injuries and fatalities once the grain handling standard was um, put in place. And I want to get back to the the resource through the NGFA, but are there a couple things from that standard that have been attributed to that that big reduction in the severity of of grain elevator explosions? You you mentioned the one eighth inch thickness, but I, you know I think the primary I, I think the primary item within the grain handling standard is it, it relates to housekeeping, right? And you know if you look at all these, you know like the primary. You look at the number of incidents that have occurred and the cause of the incident. Obviously, dust is is the key point. When when certain when it's in certain conditions and there's a spark, uh, if there's no type of ventilation, you know there can be a, a severe incident. Most of the severe incidents are based on the secondary explosion, right? You have the initial spark, flash, bang, so to speak. It dislodges whatever dust may be in areas that it shouldn't be. And that, depending on the condition between, you know, between the um, enclosed space, right, 
that causes the severe explosions that you often read about. So uh, as far as the um, standard goes, housekeeping is, is a critical part of that. And that's why, um, in particular for grain handling facilities, you know, the eighth of an inch that focuses on the primary area, the bucket elevator, where there's that's often the chance for where there could be a spark uh, that could cause uh, a primary explosion. And that's why there's the focus with that, in that area. You know, and just getting back to what you were saying, too, about the, the dramatic decline and uh, number and severity of explosions, I think you can show how effective, you know, the standard has been. Uh, when you look at, I mean, just basically, if you look at the data since 1976, when these initial explosions occurred, uh, it shows that the number, and going back, to, in, it's 76 to 2018, right? We don't have the data yet for 2019, but since then, uh, the explosions have declined 54%, injuries have declined 72%, and fatalities have declined 89%. And then What's even, I think, more important that people don't really see is that out of that, the amount of grain being handled, right, the number of bushels that are being handled at the facilities has increased 50%, nearly 50%. So you look at the amount of grain being handled, the volume has increased dramatically, and the number of incidents has decreased dramatically, which I think shows the correlation between, you know, the effectiveness of of the standard and, and certain, I would say, basic requirements. Yeah. And I really, I, people that have been listening on the podcast uh, for a while now will know I've often recommended that this approach where the um, regulators and the experts and the, either the industry themselves or the association that represents the industry get together in the same room and come up with the, the requirements and come up with the needs together that is that's being a good model for for getting things done um so I, I i did follow and read up on that that old history and and uh was was impressed by it and, and to answer your question too when you talk about the resources right and our webpage ngfa.org backslash safety we have i mean we have a there's a lot of different information on many different safety and health related topics but we do have uh, that's where you're going to find the information regarding you know, as far as uh, explosion prevention, whether that we have a video, right? We have a a, a, a thirty minute safety video that primarily, and I would say, fifteen minutes of that, twenty minutes of that focuses primarily on combustible dust, right? On on the housekeeping part of that, maybe not that long. Maybe it's ten minutes. It seems like fifteen. But anyway, um, we have that video. We also have um, numerous safety tip sheets. Right, regarding housekeeping. And we're in the process of right now of actually producing a short 10 minute video that'll solely focus on housekeeping. So we have numerous materials on ours, and not only does it talk about that from the explosion prevention, it's also, you know, safety and health guidance uh, documents in general, right, on how to, you know, how to implement uh, the grain handling standard 1910 272. And I pulled a couple of those tip sheets, so we'll put those in the show notes at dustsafetyscience.com slash 64. I'm just looking at them now. Uh, promoting safety in grain feed and processing industry, NGFA safety tips, combustible dust, and OSHA housekeeping requirements. Just sort of a two-page document laying out specifics around that. 
and dust suppression techniques as well. So we'll put those in the show notes. We'll also try to track down a link. The, the housekeeping video you mentioned isn't out yet, but the other safety video, we'll, we'll try to get a link for that, including the show notes as well. Correct. And that's also on our webpage too. And that one, everything, uh, all what you were describing, those guidance documents and the safety tip sheets are free of charge. There's no fee, whether you're a member or not a member of the association, but there is a, a fee for the video that I was talking about, Your Safety Matters, uh, that really that goes into more detail uh, regarding, um, you know, the housekeeping process. So, uh, but if you'd like, after, uh, after our discussion here, I could send you a link to that. Yeah, we can find out a way that that will work so we can get that to the, the viewers and, and have it uh, have it be able to be distributed. The, you mentioned kind of conferences and that. Are there any active um, venues that, that people can learn more about the work that you guys are doing today? Well, we do have an annual, um, I would say, operations-related event that we do. It's called Convey. So uh, Convey 20, that event is going to be at the end of July in Omaha. And we would also have more information on that. We're currently in the process of putting together our agenda uh, for that event, that, but that would also be a good opportunity where we have industry professionals there talking about safety and health, operational related issues, and obviously uh, dust control, dust emissions, housekeeping, all of those, it's always a, a major topic. So I would just say, once you get to the, to the ngfa.org backslash safety, and you can look for events and we'll, we're gonna keep that up to date, but that'll be at the end of uh, July, uh, July in, in Omaha. Other events that we do, we do regional events. NGFA, we work with our numerous state affiliates, and we deal with um, basically focusing on industry industry best practices and how that relates to the grain handling standard itself. So, because those are issues we have to cover, uh, an OSHA inspector will come out to a facility, and if they have a uh, a citation for housekeeping or a citation for preventive maintenance, which are parts of the standard. We do these seminars as refreshers on what are some of the best practices in order to comply with the standard itself. And information on those regional events that we do is also posted on our webpage. Perfect. Yeah, we'll include links in the show notes to to that as well, ngfa.org slash safety. And we we certainly try to put any events that are going on in, in powder handling or dust generating industries um, on the events calendar, dustsafetyscience.com slash events as well. So you should be able to find that there. Um, when it comes up. So switching gears a bit, we went through some of the research uh, that was done um, in partnership with NGFA. We talked about some of the resources and where listeners can find that information. Do you have any suggestions for other associations that are looking to provide these types of resources for their members, maybe safety sheeps or act as the intermediate between between the regulator, between compliance or otherwise developed standards and their, their actual members? Well, I would just say, I think you brought up a really good point. I think what's really important about the grain handling standard itself is that's something, every industry is unique, right? Every industry, how they operate, their facilities, their operations, uh, they're, it's it's not the same everywhere you go. A, a facility that, uh, you know, an oil refinery is not the same as a grain handling facility, yet they both deal with products that can, are combustible. And I think the real challenge has always been is that there's not a one-size-fits-all uh, policy for controlling hazards at these facilities, right? So I think, as you mentioned, that's where associations um, are very important because associations are comprised, you know, the members. I mean, there's there's a wide range of membership. You have um, you have um, companies 
that have uh, a large amount of resources and staff and capital and experience as opposed to some of the mid-sized to smaller companies that are members. And so using that knowledge and expertise that some of the larger companies may have that can then be used by some of the mid to smaller size companies, you know, that's the value of being with an association. So I think that's the value that NGFA provides to its members is, you know, having that knowledge and expertise on these issues can be passed along. And that's why we have our committees that are focused on that. So getting back to what you're saying about associations, that's a key role that they can play. But having that staff expertise and having the membership expertise and the um, the will to um, work on developing that, that's, that's, that's a key factor as well. Yeah, and that doesn't happen overnight, right? You need to, it takes time to develop that expertise and, and takes time to develop the willingness of everyone involved to, to see it as the, you know, the number one or a number one priority and to, and to focus on it. Exactly. And that's, and that's, a, that's a good point. There has to be a, from the, from the association standpoint, there has to be the, uh, the will to work on that. And I think it shows the commitment that NGFA has to this issue uh, by the creation of the fire and explosion research council, working with the, with OSHA and developing the standard and then the continuing process of outreach and education to the members, right? Not only on what the, what are the requirements of the standard, but in addition, best practices as far as uh, compliance with the standard as well. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly, and I, I appreciate the input on on how other associations can also go about starting to do this with their members as well. So we we talked through the NGFA supportive research. We talked about the resources that are available. Um, where folks can go to learn more about that, uh, ngfa.org slash safety. Um, we talked through what other associations can be doing to try to put similar resources out for their members, what kind of uh, you know, expertise might be needed in building that out. Maybe the best place to close off is what what can we expect uh, from the NGFA and from your your presentation? You're actually giving a keynote on, on one of the days at the Digital Dust Safety Conference. What can we expect from that keynote and what should listeners be planning on on learning through that uh, attending that event well i think i'm going to be going in a little bit more detail on you know how this came about in in particular the incidents that occurred in the late 70s you know how these incidents were occurring you know what was the cause what led to um uh, you know osha to want to develop a, a standard specifically for the industry and then from there you know what were the specifics i mentioned a few parts of that standard but then, you know, talking about, um, um, you know, what, what came out of that and, and, and how, it, uh, how it is implemented and what does that mean for facilities themselves. And then, as I briefly discussed, just, you know, the overall success in, in reducing the number of incidents uh, that have occurred. So just it was a brief outline today, and I'll be going in a little bit more detail uh, about what, uh, what, was, uh, what was covered. Excellent. We appreciate having you at the the conference. Um, again, that's coming up in February twenty fourth to twenty seventh, two thousand and twenty. Um, and I appreciate taking the time out of your your busy week here before the the Christmas holidays to uh, come talk on the podcast about the resource available through NGFA as well. Well, Chris, I appreciate the invitation and uh, happy to uh, assist further and in, uh, in any way we can. Thank you very much, Jess. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you at the conference and, and hopefully getting you back on the podcast at some point in the future as well. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. So you've been listening to myself, Dr. Chris Cloney and Jess McClure, 
Vice President of Safety and Regulatory Affairs at the National Grain and Feed Association. We've been talking all around the combustible dust safety resources available through the NGFA, how they came about, how different programs were implemented, different partnerships to to come up with that information, and where you, the listener, can can go to find that now. We also talked about different associations and how they can go about um, implementing something similar for their facilities as well. So if you want to connect with Jess further, we'll have uh, some way to con- contact him at the show notes at dustsafetyscience.com slash 64. Um, he's also uh, has a profile inside the Dust Safety Academy platform as a, a speaker, so you can connect with him there. Um, and I just want to say I, I really appreciate having these speakers come on and talk through their experience and their lessons learned in industries handling combustible dust, not just from you know a consultant's point of view or an equipment manufacturer, but uh, also from association and workers and industry as well, just to get that whole breadth of this this combustible dust safety ecosystem, this uh, broader community, because we all really have a role to play in in decreasing the the uh, number of explosions that are happening and the severity of these types of explosions. So, as always, I just want to say thank you for listening to the the Dust Safety Science Podcast. Hope you have a safe and productive week ahead, and I really appreciate everything that you do in industries handling combustible dust around the world every day and the roles that you're playing.